to Two Girls, One Podcast, and yet another episode about adults playing with toys, then uploading videos of it to the internet. Only this time, it has nothing to do with OnlyFans. And now here are the podcast hosts who stayed up all night to build the unauthorized Flat Earth Lego set. Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hi, everybody. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Allie. And we are two girls, one podcast. Yes, friends, we did it. We made it through another year of 2020. I know some people think it was 2021, but you know it wasn't. (laughs) You know it was not. Like, we skipped 2021. It's the 20s. We're in it. The roaring 20s, opposite of what what it was the last time around. (laughs) The whoring 20s. Let's get out there, girl. We still got time. Nick sounds so enthusiastic. I was like, we got time. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> I still can't bring myself to call it the 20s because I grew up in the 90s and therefore the 20s was the 1920s. But apparently kids today call it the 20s and they call the 90s the late 20th, 20th century? century. No, they don't. No, the, the they late don't 19, know about No, the centuries. late 1900s. Yes. They do. they do. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. The late 1900s. Wouldn't you? Right? I mean, if yeah. we, if we were 20 not. years old right now, I mean, we would. We would. That's disrespectful. I would absolutely <laughs> not do that. <laughs> Respect your fucking elders. For me, 1990 was 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. so was 2000, and so was 2010. All of that that's, stuff was just 10 years ago. That's, that's factual. That checks Math. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of kids today, we're looking at Legos. Ooh, fun. That's right. We're looking at Legos. There's a big Lego community online, which I is wild. Yeah, lots of lots of Lego things happening. Actually, there was an exhibit here in LA where everything was made out of Legos. Um, I it's wanna... called Legoland. That's no, no, in San no. Diego. No, no, no. It was at the. Um, <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. The, yeah, the Museum of Arts and Science or something here in California, in LA. There was an exhibit. I went with my friend Lauren. They had giant dinosaurs and stuff made out of Legos. Actually, my favorite part was like huge, beautiful photographs where like an object was replaced with a Lego object. So it would be like an incredible photograph of like a woman in the rain. And then like if you look closely, it's like her umbrellas made out of Legos. That's so cool. Was it at the California Science Center? Where was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really cool. Apparently, Legos have like a really fascinating history and story and there's like recognized lego artists who are allowed to create these like large-scale lego installations my friend I'm used sorry, to date they're a dude. master builders mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your friend used to date a master builder he either was one or he like worked for one but he definitely was an artist and one of the things he did for money was like make giant lego installations for sure whoa that's badass <laughs> that's crazy yeah um, I have a friend who was a designer for Lego and I went and visited her in Denmark and went to the Lego museum that you can only go to if you are with a Lego employee. Really? That's pretty Mm -hmm. rad. It was pretty rad. They had some of those art pieces. They also had like every single huge Lego kit ever. They were all built everywhere, you know, like the Millennium Falcon and, you know. 
I don't know, the Apollo there. They're like all in this museum, but also cool art pieces. Like you said, it looked like this man was coming up out of a pile of Legos, just made out of Legos. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. I know what Mm -hmm. you mean. It's very cool. It was so cool. cool. Also really fun. Allie, you will like this to get to the town where uh, she was staying from Copenhagen, where I obviously stayed first. I had to drive through the town or took a train through a town called middle fart. (laughs) That's beautiful. Where, where, where exactly is that on the map? Um, it's right in the center of Denmark, like maybe center bottom, bottom center yeah, in the, of Denmark. In the middle, obviously. It's definitely in the center bottom. Yeah. yeah. Center mm-hmm. bottom. Mm-hmm. Center bottom mm-hmm. of Denmark mm-hmm. is where you're yeah. going to find a middle fart. Great. Great. <laughs> two, um, two notes, two, mm-hmm. two important notes here before mm-hmm. we proceed. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not a semantic stickler about Lego, but it, it, it is not Legos. It is Lego, the, the brand, and it is Lego bricks, individual bricks. No such thing as Legos, I've been told. Wow. And our, okay. guests, will, our guests will certainly um, lambaste you if, you if you say that. <gasps> and, and secondly, um, Ali descri- Ali's like, did you know that there's like a Lego? There's a lot of people who like Legos on the internet in the same way that you'd say like, did you, like people like movies? Did you know that? Like, of course they. <laughs> well, did. no, no, no. But here, here's the thing that I that I didn't know. Of course, I know that Lego is huge, right? And that people must be talking about it online. But some listeners recommended this a long time ago, and I thought, well, what's the really what's the online community aspect? Mm-hmm. But we are speaking to people from bricksinmotion.com. So there's a lot of films being made. The other thing that got me that I don't really know about that we're going to ask is on the website, it says it's a recognized Lego online community. So there's like a, there's like a thing you do to be recognized as an online Lego community, apparently. So by, by the brand, it's much more than I thought. Yeah, I guess. So it's much bigger than I thought. And this website, Bricks in Motion, they've got forums and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to assume our listeners know about Lego. Oh, yeah. But also, Matt, you know, I can call it Legos if I want. I think you're being pretty anal and you need to let go of it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> wow, wow. I will not die on this hill. I just, uh, it is it is a thing that Lego people, and I am not a Lego person. Like, it never it never grabbed me as a kid, but I, hardcore Lego people will will uh, get you for that. So I'm just, I'm just warning you. I don't care. I don't know. I feel like Lego people are nice and they'll just like smirk that you're an idiot, but they won't be like, it's Lego bricks, you dummy. You know, they'll think it in their head and they'll snicker. Yeah. Yeah, When Mm. we did K-pop, people got mad. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) BTS is like K-pop, but it's not K-pop. You know, it's its own Mm. thing. But Mm -hmm. I think Lego, you know, yeah, I I agree with Lindsay there. It's pretty, it's pretty chill. Friendly. We so, might be giving them to the benefit of the doubt, but I, I think the Lego community is, there's some, there's some chill peeps, but mm-hmm. I also know it's amazing to me how Lego is still huge with kids because there's so much that got, you know, crushed by the, the internet age, you know, Mm, it's like mm -hmm. everybody's trying to stay relevant. Barbie, my little pony, blah, blah, blah. They're really just out here whoring themselves for whatever children want them to be. But (laughs) Lego is like, look, this is what we are. This is what we do. The only thing maybe is that all of the Lego movies, which is probably a part of the fact that 
kids and adults were already making movies with their Legos. Like I've seen so many child movies with Legos. It's very hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's it's a transmedia property. They did what Disney did, which is they continued to make toys and content that appealed to that appealed across multiple generations. Parents want to share it with their kids, but also Lego can be anything. Hey, you like Star Wars? Well, we got Lego Star Wars. You like Harry Potter? We got Lego Harry Potter. We got all the things. You want to build the Titanic? We got that too for the history nerds. Like it's everybody. It's everything to everybody. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's time to build this episode brick by brick. Is it time for trivia? Oh, my well God. Done. Well Allie, done. You're yes. so weird. That's uh, <laughs> impressive so and You're and welcome. Weird. It was uh, a compliment. Today's topic is about Lego on the internet. And did you know, in October 2010, thousand years ago, the Lego group published a massively multiplayer online video game called Lego Universe, where players could become a Lego minifig uh, and enter a persistent, huge online world with other players where they could build structures and battle enemies together. It looks amazing. However, this was hot on the heels of the explosion of Minecraft, which is just, I cannot overstate how huge Minecraft is in terms of players and influence. So it was very clear why Lego wanted to get in the original block company. They wanted to get on this virtual video game block building action. However, the project was completely shuttered in 2012 due to, quote, unsatisfactory revenue the lego universe game failed miserably why wasn't lego universe which had every ingredient of a successful online game why was it unable to turn a profit i have three choices for you a once the game was turned on the developer noticed that the server costs were astronomical compared to similar games. So after two months of analysis, they discovered a foundational flaw in the game's code that caused every Lego brick to be rendered three times. Now, this did not affect what players were seeing, but it created a ridiculous amount of redundant data that cost the developers millions of dollars each month. Normally, this would be something you could uh, bug fix, like a patch, but the mistake in the code was essentially baked into the game engine and could not be removed without rebuilding the code from scratch. So Lego, the company, did the math. They would either bleed cash every month to keep these servers on, or they would shut it down. And they obviously shut it down. That is choice A. B. Like many online games, LEGO Universe was free to play, but it had in-game purchases like costumes and hats and other cosmetic items for your minifig character. So about one year into the game, a hacker by the name Rune, R-U-N-3, with the three being an E, found a vulnerability in the game's netcode and injected a script that brought every single in-game purchase price down to one cent. This event went viral (laughs) within the LEGO Universe community and millions of players rushed into the game to buy every single item for uh, for one penny. Now, this vulnerability was quickly patched. It It was patched right up and the prices returned to normal very quickly. But now that players owned everything, they had no incentive to spend money and it would take the developer months of work to design and create new items that players would want. So uh, not only did they lose a ton of money on the penny items, but they were also losing time to monetize the game. Lego shut down the game for six months to reevaluate costs and for undeclared reasons, they never brought it back. That is choice B, 
the Penny Hacker, or was it C, Lego Universe was plagued by digital penises, players would constantly build phallic monuments in the world, and the developer was unable to create a cost-effective, quote, dong detective algorithm, or excuse me, dong detection algorithm, to remove the penises before children would stumble upon them. This became a massive liability for LEGO, and the project was quickly shut down. Which is the demise of LEGO Universe from 2010? I, I mean, that, Allie's obviously no, going to choose No, I think she's doing C. it as a fake out. I think, I think Matt knows that I want to choose C because of the uh, helping hands incident <laughs> from a recent episode. I think he knows how much I want to choose C, and I think this time it is truly a fake out. And I'm going to go with A. I'm going to go with, with A uh, as well. Ooh, a bug in the code. You both are choosing the bug, the foundational game engine bug. Well, you know what? Just to mix it up, I'll go with the everything's a penny. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Lindsay goes with the hacker. Nobody is taking the bait. I mean, choosing uh, the correct answer <laughs> C. Everyone's, everyone's sticking with A and B. We will find out what happened to Lego Universe after this important commercial break. Well, friends, it's time to thank the people who build this show bill oh. by bill. <laughs> <laughs> to our Patreon supporters who support us at the $10 or more Lego. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's great. I'll, I'll keep that. <laughs> to our Patreon supporters who support us at the $10 or more level. We like to say thank you very much to Wesley Cordell, Jerry Duran, Jessica Fox, Kathy Phillips, Matthew Scott, Melissa Elliott, William, and Allison. Thank you all so much for helping build this podcast up. Without your support, it would be a lot harder. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Advertisement entitled Three Bar Stools $300 Vancouver Because sometimes you want to go Where everybody knows your name Craigslist.org Three white and brushed Silver adjustable height bar stools Like new 300 for all three Important, please read. One, I'd rather throw them out than negotiate on price. Two, if you email me to negotiate, I will sell them for your negotiated price to someone else. Three, if you agree to pick them up and show up with less, <laughs> less than $300. I will burn them in front of you! Well, moving is hard and annoying, and I get it. <laughs> and I'll be Matt. sending you an email about it later, Lindsay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving down the hall. I mean, it's moving out. It's so sad. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's hear that trivia answer. If all it's right, the decks, why? I'm going to be upset, actually. Get ready. Get ready. That would be hilarious. Why? Why did Lego Universe, the online MMO, fail? Uh, was it a glitch in the code that created a lot of uh, extra data? Allie went with A. Was it B, that some hacker 
turned all the the hats to one cent uh, for the in-game transactions. Nobody chose C that they could not moderate all the, the Lego penises that were being built in this uh, online world. <laughs> the correct answer is C. It was not bait. It was real. You know, just now I was like, ah, should I switch to C? Because also it's human nature that there would just be dick, 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 dick. Yeah, it's Damn so it. true. You can't put anything on the internet without uh, people Somebody making dicks. putting a big old dick on it. The official reason for the project shutting down was, quote, unsatisfactory revenue, but a programmer from the development team, uh, a company called NetDevil, tweeted some details long after Lego Universe went under. So it closed down in 2012. In 2015, a, a programmer named Megan Fox oh, shared- Oh, hi, Megan not, Fox. Not the, not the actress, but- oh. uh, she shared that the team was asked to make, quote, dong detection software for the game, but it became very challenging dong and expensive. Dong detection software that was not <laughs> called detection software? Ooh, oh, missed opportunity. Wow. What a, they blew it. <sighs> okay. uh, quote, according to Megan, uh, players would hide the dongs where the filtering couldn't see. Why didn't or I just make see? Them, this is really disgraceful. Make them only visible from one angle slash make multi-part penis sculptures this forced the company to rely on human moderators to go through this virtual world and find penises and manually remove them and this became a ballooning cost center for the game's uh ongoing development and it seems that that factor at least contributed to the unprofitability of this lego mmo and briefly i thought it was fascinating because like people can build whatever they want in minecraft and minecraft became the dominant sort of virtual brick building uh video game but like it's not an mmo so kids are playing online with other kids or with their families or in a single player this was like hey this is like a second life or a world of warcraft but for lego and it's gotta be family friendly and it's on the fucking internet. So, of course, you're going to get penises in your Lego game. And what a, I don't know, what a, what a wall that they hit that they could not overcome. It's very tragic, actually, because this game could have been huge, I think. Yeah. And here we go. Dick's ruining things yet again. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just can't get over those dicks. <laughs> Okay, we are excited to have two administrators of BricksInMotion.com with us today. Welcome, Sean Willis and Chris Wynn. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's up? Let's take it back to the beginning. Who started this site? And tell our listeners what it is. <laughs> oh, you guys are lucky because we have we have the master historian here. Sean is known as the, the brick film historian, so I'll let him take this. Wonderful. Ooh. I could go on, but I'll try and keep it brief because it is a long story, but <laughs> Bricks in Motion was essentially born out of the ashes of a previous website called BrickFilms.com. And BrickFilms.com in 2007 was sold to some new owners who very quickly became unpopular. So uh -oh. a, a new website was made and, and the community left. But basically, BrickFilms.com was founded in the year 2000 because at that time there was just a very, very small number of films made with Lego on the internet, just on personal websites. And they were very hard to find because there was no central location. So one guy called Jason Rolt had the crazy idea to make a website where all of the links to where you could find Lego videos online would be listed on one web page. And basically the, the community has been evolving since then. Uh, Bricks in Motion is like the, the continuation of that. So it's 
essentially one community that's been evolving since the year 2000. Okay, so it started with people uploading films. And then how did it grow? Because I know there's forums on here. There's a lot of different things going on. There's a Discord. There's a wiki. And and also, how the hell were you getting video on the internet in the year 2000? (laughs) (laughs) Also, long story with many, many tangents. Yeah. (laughs) We're ready. The the community has, like, definitely evolved uh, a lot. Like, in terms of how people talk was the forums from the BrickFilms.com era, which was before my time because I joined like 2010. So after that whole era, and eventually it evolved to uh, the discord. And I mean, it's the forums are still, you know, around, but I think the the main central community has kind of evolved with the internet to, you know, keep up with with the times. And, you know, that's where primarily where our our community is now is, is discord. Oh, well, you know, in the beginning, people were sharing direct file downloads. And it was pretty difficult to, they had to compress the files to make them small file sizes because of, you know, dial-up internet back then. Uh, and it was tricky to find space to host the files online. But that's what people were doing at the time. And I guess people would find the website just through Google searches. I don't know if you remember back then, like websites would list other relevant websites. Yeah. And there was a lot of media attention in the early days. Hmm. The internet was still kind of emerging. So you know, websites would pick up on interesting things and they'd, they'd share like, wow, isn't this isn't this crazy that people are making these Lego videos and sharing them online? <laughs> <laughs> it got, got a lot of attention from there. And uh, magazine articles as well. So in the earlier years, it was very much you know, people in their 20s and 30s, like an older crowd, generally speaking, than, than is average today. What do you think one of the first really viral early brick films was? There was one on the uh, DVD of Monty Python and the Holy Grail <laughs> that was specifically commissioned as, just to be a bonus feature for the DVD. And it was a recreation of the uh, Camelot musical sequence from the Holy Grail film. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people would have seen it from the DVD and it was also really popular online. It got a lot of media attention. <laughs> so that's possibly the earliest widely known one. Now there are like official Lego movies, right? Like the Batman movie. Is that something that's been going on for a long time that there are official ones? Or were you guys kind of first in making films and then Lego picked up on it? Well, I mean, there have been some like full length, just kind of full brick films, you know, hour and a half long um, brick films that, that people make. Uh, Penso, you, you probably know what the, the first kind of full length one was, right? Lego themselves have been... There, there have been some official brick films, some, some on VHS tapes in the 80s and 90s, even like half hour long. And then in the 2000s, there was a lot of like straight to DVD Lego films, but they were CG animations. So I mean, even though we do consider CG Lego videos to be brick films, but we at the same time, we kind of they're not really our area of interest. Yeah. But as far as like theatrical releases that started with the Lego movie in 2014. Yeah, I think that we sometimes people will ask like, oh, is the Lego movie considered a brick film? And some people would say yes, some people would say no. I think it's kind of a, its own beast that we don't really like. If some people want to call it a brick film, then fine. If you know, some people say no, it's not because it's a big theatrical studio release, then maybe not. So it's, it's kind of up in the air on that. But my question is, when did Lego start making these big movies? Like, did the internet community prove the interest in Lego movies or is it unrelated? I mean, I do know the the, the creators of, of things like the Lego movie, like the directors, uh, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord did say like, oh, we took, you know, we took inspiration from this. And I, and I do think like 
brick films in the interest of it. But, you know, Lego's been commissioning animations, you know, like stop motions for years. And then I, I do think that the, the online community has kind of shown that people do have an interest in, you know, animated Legos and stuff. So I, I do think there is some correlation to that. Uh, I believe the directors of the Lego movie said that they took some influence from online animations in how they approach the look of the animation for the Lego movie and the fact that it looks as if you could actually make the poses of the characters and build the sets in real life. Whereas previously, when Lego would make official CG animations, the characters would bend in ways that you can't actually do with real Lego. So I believe that, uh, yeah, the, the stop motion videos that people have been making online did play a part in influencing the theatrical Lego yeah. films. And even in, there's actually one direct reference in the Lego movie to uh, a brick film that was made, I believe, in 1989 called The Magic Portal. And for a long time was considered like, oh, the first, even though there's been earlier ones found since then. But um, it's called The Magic Portal. There's a direct reference in that to the Lego movie. So there definitely is, you know, direct influence from the online community. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm curious overall, like the relationship there in the sense that you know, certain brands respond to their communities. The fandoms create something and then the brand responds. But uh, but sometimes they shut that shit down. So <laughs> how much has Lego encouraged this and nurtured it versus shut it down? It's it's evolved over the years because I like I just mentioned the, the Magic Portal. And at the time, I believe they were showing it around uh, film festivals, or at least they wanted to. They, they had like uh, you know, applications to it, and Lego actually came in and said, "You know, no, you can't do that." So at the time, there was some sort of conflict with that, but I think it's it's definitely gotten a lot better over the years because, like, now people from Bricks in Motion, uh, Sean included, have you know worked with Lego, and we have we have a partnership with Lego called the the Lego Ambassador Network, where. You know, we advertise, oh, we're a part of this network and they give us, you know, Lego for review or for specific animations. So now it's gotten a lot better to where we have a, a direct working relationship with Lego in, in some instances. That's pretty badass. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, how your community builds up and how people become, I guess, Lego ambassadors or how they become creative partners with bricks in motion yeah so when it comes to to that the the ambassador network we in the context of bricks in motion we just typically have you know one staff member become the the ambassador for bricks in motion and they the one staff member is kind of the mediator between the two and then they figure out what sets are going to be sent out and everything so and just kind of they figure out that working relationship you know each quarter you're given a budget for how much you know free lego you can get we also use the the Lego sets that come from the Ambassador Network for prizes for contests and stuff. So that's that's kind of how you know, you know you get involved with that. Wait, so how do you get free Lego? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's like a certain amount uh, per budget for the one ambassador in our community to basically you know give to whoever it is is going to be reviewing for that specific set. So you just got to have the connections. Basically, it's not what you know; it's who you know. <laughs> God damn it! It's <laughs> my whole life. Just. Like everything in life, exactly. It's true. So can you tell us more about the community and how it interacts and how it's grown? So it started with sharing links to people's home movies, I assume. And then what happened? What really made it become a thing that people would stick around in was just the fact that, yeah, a community grew on the forum and people got familiar with each other and just enjoyed posting. And, you know, before there were social media sites, uh, people essentially used forums like their social media sites. So. They'd find a, a group of like-minded people and just talk about 
anything and everything you know just what films they are watching or or they just post random pictures of themselves for no reason a very tight-knit community started to emerge based on that which kept people around and then once youtube came along the people who had been involved uploaded their films and you know started to gain a more widespread audience and then new people came along who started out on youtube and then would then they would find the community really yeah as far as i'm concerned it's it's people that that keeps everyone going. I feel like without connections, it would be very easy to just get bored or feel like there's, there's not much point <laughs> to making films, you know, getting a, a thousand views or so, and it, it doesn't go much from there. Yeah, I mean, I can say for me, like, I started basically in, you know, 2010, like getting into the community. And, th- and that's really the thing that was keeping me coming back for all this time, because I really i'm 23 and i haven't made like a an actual i've made like one a year i'll uh, i'll make like one animation per year basically but it's not something that i actively do it's seriously it's just the community that that made me want to get involved in like staff and stuff and i started hosting contests and stuff and i can tell you over quarantine it was basically the community of people just kind of coming together we started having like game nights and stuff and just hanging out and just keeping each other company, you know, over the internet. And it was that, it was like, you know, kept me going through it and, you know, has pushed me to, to get more involved and help expand the community to even more and more people. Because I remember like that sense of community when I first started out, when I was, you know, like 12 or 13, it was that sense of community that kept me coming back and has pushed me to want to make it better and bring in more people. Because it's like beyond just, you know, what we do with terms of animation, just you know, everyone coming under this one weird, fun hobby is what just keeps me coming back. That's what we want to hear about. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that sometimes, like you said, with a fun, weird hobby, it's like you have your regular life and your Lego life, like your regular (laughs) friends and your Lego friends. And has that ever come together in any kind of fun or awkward ways? I I know for me, like I had a friend voice like a character in a, in a video, like one of my real life friends voice a character in like a a video when I was like probably like 13 or 14 (laughs) and he still like brings it up to me. And that's, that's one thing like, cause I mean, there definitely are people in the community say like, you know, Oh, like people, you know, like make fun of me cause I make Lego videos, whatever. And I I don't want to invalidate that by any means, but like generally from what I've seen, if you say, Oh, I make, you know, Lego animations or whatever, they're like, Oh, that's cool. Like I still have people you know, I graduated in high school in like 2016. And I still have like, whenever I see like old high school friends, they're like, oh yeah, I remember those Lego videos you made. Those are cool and whatever. And it, it's kind of the thing I'm like remembered for more or less. And they still kind of think it's cool, even like quote unquote, the popular kids or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> yeah same for me. Like my friends know that I make these videos and yeah, even like, even when I was in school, if people would discover that I made Lego videos, generally they thought that they were pretty cool. Like, it was very surprising. You'd think that they'd make fun of you, but that wasn't my experience anyway. We were talking about this at the top of the show. Name one other intellectual property or toy or movie or game that is appealing and cool and interesting to literally everyone. Kids, adults, grandparents. Like Disney? <laughs> yes but like there's a that that is one example there's a there's a you can count on one hand like the things that everyone agrees are fun and cool and i think lego is in that category right like what is it about this 
this toy that is that a three-year-old and an 80-year-old are like, yep, I love Legos. Lego. Ooh, Matt, <laughs> you made that. You made the fateful mistake. Oh, the the Lego versus Legos debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's real quick. That's a weird debate because some people are like really particular. Like, nope, it's Lego. It's Legos <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the five head, like you know, third party opinion is Lego is an adjective, so you have to say Lego bricks, Lego pieces, mm-hmm. Lego sets instead of like Lego or Legos. I've just gotten to the point where I don't care. It's Lego, yeah. it's Legos, it's Lego bricks. Who cares? I was going to say that we aren't exactly like massive Lego fans exactly because what keeps us interested in Lego is the fact that we can make films with them. Yeah. Yes. Mm. If I wasn't making films with Lego, I really, you know, I, I'd still think it was cool, but it, it wouldn't be a part of my life, really. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, like essentially, we can use it to just have you know little little actors with their interchangeable costumes, and we can build sets <laughs> on a on a very reduced scale. You know, you can basically make an entire film production in one room. That's the benefit of using Lego for us. So we're not, you know, we're, yeah, we're not going to jump down people's throats if they say Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for us, it's like we we love telling stories and making fun videos and lego is just like a perfect avenue like to to go with that and i do like love lego i definitely do and i think one of the things that has made it kind of accessible to to everyone i i can tell you in recent years i think lego itself is realizing that there is uh, a community of like like afols adult fans of legos as, as it's called wow but it's like they're making sets for for adults like i'm literally looking at a lego seinfeld set that i have um (laughs) so they they recognize that you know adults are into to building with lego and they'll you know specifically make sets i think it's just for one like people who grew up with it they they do have like a certain nostalgia for it but i think because it's it's like building with like any sort of like cool intricate crafts that like yeah it's obviously like kids can do it because it's you know pretty simple but it, it lends itself to a, like a complexity that like, you know, when you get into an adult and like have all these crazy ideas, you can still make these amazing, you know, spectacular things with it. But at the end of the day, you can still be a five-year-old and just put together a couple of things and make a house. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Do you have any like set aspirations that you would like to build and then create a story around that style of set? I personally don't right now. I think. I, th- I think I'm the other way around where it's I th- always think of a story and then I build a set around it as opposed to having a set and then building a story around that. So for me personally, I think Sean might might be different. I don't know. No, I'd say I'm pretty much the same. Yeah, uh, sort of like what I was getting at. We're basically filmmakers or storytellers first. So everything it, we do is going to serve the story so the story will come first and then it's just whatever sets the story requires. And it, and it is interesting like the past probably year or so, they're, you know, as people in the community get older in like their mid 20s and they want to expand beyond like just animating with Lego, like we have a channel on our Discord that is basically non Lego animation and it's made for people who are like, oh, I want to, you know, expand into, you know, doing with like puppet animations. We have one animator in particular in our community who loves just do like using puppets and weird different types of animations that expand beyond Lego because I think at the end of the day, we are storytellers and that's what we want to we want to make just these weird stories that we have and we've used lego as as a means of doing it but at the same time like we'll you know we'll use something else if we think the 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 animation style is fun and creative are there lots of collaborations like cross space 
collaborations with other people in the Bricks in Motion community, building films together? There, there are a good amount of collaborations that happen. I think in recent years, actually not as, not as many, but like uh, sometimes people will collaborate. Sometimes people will find each other in real life and be like, oh, we live kind of close to each other. Do you want to make an animation? And then they become friends through that. Like there are two people in the community that have been friends, I don't know, since like 2007, 2008. And now they like, you know, do client work making films together. Um, every year we have this, uh, contest called the 24 hour animations contest, uh, uh, abbreviated to THAC, which is actually coming up in a couple weeks from the time of recording. It was uh, this animation contest a couple years ago where we had an idea called an exquisite corpse, which is basically like an art style in which take a piece of paper, fold it into thirds. And then like one person draws, let's say if you're making drawing like a monster, one person draws the head, fold a piece of paper, another person draws the torso, folds a piece, piece of paper, and one person draws the legs and you open it up and it's like three different people drawing a monster, but it looks completely different from one another. <laughs> and we had an idea of like, oh, what if we did that with a three act film where one person does one act, one person <laughs> does the second act, one person act does the third act. And then kind of separate from each other because one one of the collaborators because i did it with two other people one of them lived in sweden and one of them lives somewhere uh somewhere else on the east coast and so we made a film that was the three of us three distinct acts and i had no idea what the other two were doing so we basically made a film together and actually was pretty cool and actually ended up winning which was kind of crazy Ooh, that is awesome well can you just tell us generally the theme of this film so basically, oh no, uh, it's going to make me look like a crazy person. We called it the exquisite corpse because that's kind of the art style. It was basically a guy who who digs up a corpse and he falls in love with a corpse. Mm. It's it's kind of messed up, but we, we took it in some weird tonal directions uh, from each act. We wanted to make it really weird and distinct from each other. Actually, that sounds pretty interesting. I mean, weird, but good. You know, I see why it was intriguing. I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. And when I showed my parents it, I was just like, I promise I'm not going down a crazy, <laughs> weird, satanic path. You can. We we interviewed the satanic temple and it was actually delightful. So oh, that's fun. they're very pleasant people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I would love to hear more about some of the contests and events. I know you have a 24 hour animation contest coming up very soon. So. Could you speak to more of the events and contests that you have in the community? Oh, yeah. So TAC has been an institution in the community since 2005. And uh, the last one had over 116 entries, I think. It's the biggest event that we have each year. And then there's also an, a week-long contest, which is the Brick Film Rapidly All Week Long Contest, or Brawl. And then there's a summer contest. The, the last one was called Manifest, and it was for experimental films. I produced a lot of very interesting entries. And it's kind of funny that you were talking about the exquisite corpse <laughs> as the film about falling in love with a corpse, because like, generally speaking, the um, the contests, the films are required to be, I guess you could say PG-13, <laughs> more towards PG even. I mean, the exquisite corpse wasn't particularly explicit. It was just kind of uh, amusing what themes it brushed up against. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the contests, I think, are it's sort of the heart and soul of the community, really. It's when whenever there's a contest, you, there's a greater sense of community and, you know, you have playlists of all the entries and everyone watches every single film and, and comments on everyone else's entry. And it feels more fulfilling and satisfying than simply making a video and trying to chase trends or chase views and popularity on YouTube, in my opinion. And I think that that is a, a major benefit of Bricks in Motion and the, this side of the community. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, like, 
the the first couple hours i was literally talking to someone like kind of new to the community uh, uh about this the other day was the first couple hours of that 24-hour contest because it's literally like you have no idea what film you're going to make because all the films have to be based on like a specific story theme like last year the theme was change and so kind of all the films had to be centered around the idea of change and the first couple hours of it it's like the energy is electric because everyone's like, oh, I have an idea. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they just try to figure it out. And everyone's on like a big voice call. There's probably, I don't know, maybe like 20, there are probably like 30 people in a call uh, for the first couple of hours. You're trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to do. Oh, I have, a, I have an idea that works for this. So, 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 so. So that's the first couple of hours. And then by about hour, I don't know, like 18 out of 24, everyone's off doing their own thing animating and hating their existences because <laughs> it's it's brutal you're stressed out because you're like i have not i've not animated enough i haven't gotten where i need to be i don't know if i'm going to finish in time i'm exhausted it's 1 a.m or like you know 3 a.m or whatever it is for you because you know time zones differ across the world and you hate it and you hate your life and then the film's released you're like okay I don't know if I'm going to do it again next year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then by the time the next contest, it's, it's announced again, you're like, oh, come on. All right, I'm yeah. going to do it again. And then the cycle starts again. <laughs> and it's been going on since 2005. <laughs> Amazing. It's like a sort of masochistic relationship with creativity at that point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is most relationship with, with, with creativity. Yeah, We're that's all what I was thinking. Really creative <laughs> people here. This is making me think of um, Lego Masters, the now hit i assume network television show where they put these incredibly talented builders up against the clock sometimes it's 12 hours 24 hours with a concept it's like fairy tales go and then they have to make the most elaborate thing i, I assume the folks in your community are are fans of this show or, or maybe quiet critics of the show what's been <laughs> the reception of this like mainstreamification of hyper creative lego builds to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen Lego Masters referenced within the community. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> I don't think there's been that much talk about it. Like, I think one or one person said, like, oh, I watched an episode or two. I don't know. I, I don't know why that had, hasn't caught on. I, I would have thought. I mean, I guess, you know, I can't say because I didn't watch it. So I don't know. You, 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 you did not? You did not watch it, you said? No, I, I, I hadn't watched any of it. I mean, I, I, I like Will Arnett, who, who hosts the show, and... I don't know. It looked like a cool idea. I, I just don't watch TV anymore. Like, I just don't watch much stuff on TV. So I guess it just never picked up for me. Fair enough. The only one addendum I'll make here as a fan of the show is that they could have phoned it in. They could have just been like, check out these amazing people who make amazing things and who's going to win. And it's a reality show. But they took it a step further. The production values on this show are through the roof, so much so that they will take the creations of the contestants and stop motion animate them and green screen backgrounds and like the the effects team and the animation team that works on the show is next level and i think it you know to ali's point earlier i feel like they are speaking to the movies which are speaking to the the community that you you guys have built back you know that the community has built back in the day around hey we've got a film set and like minifig actors at in our back pocket we can do anything with these materials that is the DNA of this show, and it's it's interesting to me that it's not popular <laughs> amongst your crew. <laughs> you, you, you sold me. I'll watch it now. Yeah, it's the stop motion. I might have to check it out. Yeah. So I kind of want to hear about each of your first times making a brick film. Yeah. Maybe your first dabbling in it, and and how you even thought to do it. So for me, it was actually 
it was I think it was 2008. Uh, Lego actually hosted a contest called the Lego Star Wars Movie Making Contest, and, and they broke it down based on like a contest for like you know certain age ranges to be like kids, teenagers, and adults. And basically, just made a, a Star Wars film with Lego. And I took a like oh, it was like a camcorder that had instead of actually taking images, it would take just short little video clips instead of instead of actual images. And I just like took a big base plate that I had and then took a couple of Star Wars characters. And I think I think it would have been it's like seven, almost eight at the time and put it up on a tripod, and just pointed it down at the at the base plate and just started animating just like a little little Lego Star Wars characters and just did it in a night. And that was pretty much it. Uh, I actually went to submit it and I realized like the day that I was submitting it, it was too late, which kind of was upsetting. Oh. But then like a couple years later, I, I made a couple more just on my own and then I kind of got out of it. And then in about 2010, I found, I mentioned the Magic Portal earlier and I found a, basically the website that I was hosted on and it, it linked me to brickfilms.com. Now, by that time, the site was actually like, the split had already happened and basically nobody was on it anymore, but I still just like went through and found a whole bunch of old brick films to watch. And I did that for not even joking about a year. And then I realized, Oh, there's actually a community where people are talking. And then I went over there, found bricks in motion in like 2010, joined that. And then just started making more films, started uploading them to YouTube. And then uh, that's kind of how I joined the community. And as for me, I had a couple of, a couple of brick films I found online before YouTube was around, but I was extremely young at the time. I mean, I guess my brother found them and I also saw them. And I would have been too young to really understand how it was done and, and that I could do it myself. But then in 2007, once YouTube was around, there was a, a very, very popular brick film at the time that was featured on the front page of YouTube. And I saw that. And the, the guy who made that had made a video explaining the basics, like all the equipment you would need and how to make a, a brick film. And so I essentially followed that and um, I got a, a camcorder and started, made my first animation test, which was shot as just one long video file. And I wasn't taking individual frames. I was just filming the Lego and my hands would come in to the shot and move the Lego and go out again. But then later I'd take the file into the computer and screen grab every individual frame out of the video file, <laughs> every finished frame, and then string all of those together to make the animation. For that first test I ever made, I had just made this incredibly basic set, just three walls and some very basic furniture. And then I, I kept the set standing and used it as the set for a, a recurring series that I started shortly afterwards. And I still I keep the series going to this day and it still uses the exact same set, the, the same basic walls and horribly designed <laughs> furniture and everything from the, the first test I ever made. And since then, it's it's gained some truly disgusting stains and, and all sorts of things, but I, I never change it. And uh, people are always complaining and telling me to clean the set, but I never do. <laughs> I was wondering if that was the Benny and Lee set, because I was like, is, is that it? I actually didn't know that. Then eventually he, he tossed some salsa on the wall and it stuck there. There's like a big stain of salsa that is still there to this day. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great hearing about how you two got involved in the community. If someone was looking to get involved in the community now, either after hearing this or just because they love Lego, what is the best way to get involved with Bricks in Motion? I would say probably the, the best way is just uh, we have the community Bricks in Motion. You can just go sign up on our, our on our forums. It's a quick and easy sign up. And then you can head over to our, our Discord where we have 
whole bunch of different channels uh, a lot of great animators who you know are definitely experienced and love to help out uh, and just kind of give advice if you if you want to just make a little test video of you know something you made and looking for feedback on that and the best thing i think is there's a wide range of people on bricks and motion because there's yes you know new people who just joined last week and then there's animators who have been animating since you know 2000 uh and are still hanging around and and love to talk about brick films and are trying to make, you know, upcoming brick filmers even better. Uh, we have a weekly animation challenge where it's basically like, you know, animate like a, a car drifting or something like that, where, you know, it's a weekly challenge just to kind of help people refine their animation techniques and stuff. So I'd say hop over to Bricks in Motion, post your videos on YouTube, and, you know, we're happy to help. Yeah, at the moment, the Discord is certainly where the community activity is located. And yeah, the community is very much made up of people of all ages from 13 plus, uh, you know, all the way up to there's people who are parents now and some people who now they, they used to make brick films when they're younger and now they're making brick films with their kids even. <laughs> and yeah, we like to try to make sure that our corner of the internet is a uh, welcoming to people of different backgrounds. Definitely. Yeah. If people join and get involved, so yeah, hopefully they'll find yeah, there's a lot of good advice and it's worthwhile to join and talk with people. I have one last question. <laughs> it's it's not a good one, but okay. what is the gender breakdown? Do you know? <laughs> oh boy, you're right. That isn't a good question. Yeah. <laughs> no. So that okay, that actually is a, an interesting question. It is like you know, full transparency. It's a majority guy server. However, that is actually something that we've been working to address in the past couple of years. I, I think part of it is generally, and of course, I don't think it's a good thing. It, it speaks to the broader systemic reasons why that is. But I, mm -hmm. generally, like boys are more, I don't say more interested, because actually, I don't even think that's true. I mean, look, it, I had two brothers that were interested in Legos and I never was. So like, I get that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, well, it, the, it's, it's a couple of different things that have always been treated as boy things. You know, maybe it's changing now but between lego and computers and uh you know computer programs and filmmaking like nowadays you, you see a lot more female film directors e even winning like you know best picture at the oscars and stuff so the visibility of that might sort of help address that sort of divide but mm -hmm. because people get into brick filming when they're extremely young i feel like brick filming will take a lot longer to reflect changes. You know, you have to come back in 10 years and see if it's different rather than expect to see changes right away. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one thing that I think we've personally tried to, to work on in, in terms of like community, because some, you know, we've probably in years past, you know, perpetuated this in our own way a little bit, but of like the thing of, oh, girls don't brick film, even as mm -hmm. like a joke. And then we don't realize like, oh no, there might actually be like some girls in the community who are upset by that. And like, even as a joke, we, we've been trying to be like, hey, stop doing that. Because that's unfortunately been a little bit of a thing. Like, oh, I'm so nerdy and embarrassing and I can't talk to girls. And we were like, <laughs> ha ha ha, that's funny. And then, you know, we think about like, oh, what if like there's a girl who, you know, guys are talking about how weird it is to talk to girls and that might ward them off. And so we've been cognizant of that and been trying to push back against that because... That's really weird and otherizing in a way that like a lot of guys don't realize. So we're, we've been trying to stop uh, that stuff in the community. So girls are definitely welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, but having said that, having said that, there, there have always been a small number. <laughs> yes. And yeah, 
the there definitely have been a number of uh, uh, both girls and women on the server who enjoy brick filming. One one thing that is actually pretty cool is that a lot of the women uh, like voice acting. So they uh, there have been a couple people in the community or a couple women in the community who just like voice acting and don't really make films of their own. And they're really awesome. Cool. Allie, that's where we're going to get our in with this situation. Okay. Yeah. We'd love that. <laughs> yeah. For, for, do some voices. Yeah. I actually was the voice of a Lego for girls <laughs> commercial, oh, which whoa. is also so silly because it was like Lego for girls and it's like, make it pink. You know what I mean? It was like kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, they paid yeah. me well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll end it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, they were really, really fun. I am, I have also never been a big Lego player, <laughs> but I think it's very cute and very cool that people are creating these little films with Lego. Here's something I've been thinking about a lot, and I don't know what you have to say, Matt, but I, you know, all my friends are like, we're going to raise kids that are you know, free to do whatever they want. We're not going to dress our little girl in pink. And, but man, all the little boys I know, they're just, they just fucking love cars and Legos. And my little niece, all she wants to do is play dress up and wear pink and purple. So, I mean, you know, which then goes into the whole trans issue that there is something to be said for feeling a different gender. I mean, I think the issue is allowing people to break out of the mold and you know if they do want to play legos that's perfectly fine and we don't tell them that's a boy thing and we make them feel welcome there Mm -hmm. um but it's been interesting to observe and i don't know if you've observed that in your own children since you have a boy and a girl yeah no i mean i i don't think it's hard to reconcile a progressive view of gender identity with the fact that sex and gen I know I understand that gender is a construct, but like if your physical sex and your biological chemical sex aligns with a gender identity, then yes, there will be proclivities toward one thing or another, which is obviously reinforced by cycles of culture and marketing and society. But like my son just wants to hit things with sticks. That is his number one hobby. <laughs> and my daughter wants to, you know, decorate her room with pictures of ponies. I, I, it, but if they, if those scripts were flipped, then they would want to do the other things. And like you said, Ellie, we would, we would encourage any and all expression uh, that, but statistically speaking over wide, you know, amounts of data and people and children, I, I assume most People born with penises also have the brains of a male, and therefore they will be male in in their own cis way, right? And, and wow. that that uh, that will create certain interests and proclivities that are not locked in place, but are certainly re- then reinforced by society, right? It's complicated. I think this is a bigger question because I think we do give kids toys. We give, I mean, boys get Lego more than girls and it's not yeah. like they're like, I want Lego. It's just like, uh, oh, we're going to give a gift to this little boy and we give him Lego. But I mean, I think all of that is changing now. You just for give sure. kids gifts for kids <laughs> as opposed to gendered yeah, gifts, it's big, which it's is changing. Chicken or the egg thing too. Like how, yeah. where does the boy discover the Lego to then request the Lego? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. For, sure. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, we, we t- touched briefly on the Lego master show, which is awesome. I, I was really impressed by it. As I mentioned in the interview, the best 
the sh- I was impressed by the show for its inclusivity. And I'll note without spoiling anything, like the some of the best, most creative builders on the two seasons of the show were women or people of other gender or sexual identities. Uh, uh, so I just loved seeing that and loved sharing that with with our kids. We were very happy to uh, to have that on as a family a family show, you know? Oh, hell yeah. I love that. Well, I'm going to go and play with my Lego set now. Good. <laughs> um, I don't own one and I'm not going to, but if you have any thoughts on Legos and gender and this episode, you can find me across channels at <laughs> Allie underscore Goldie and Lindsay is. At the Lindsay Live, T H E L I N D S E Y L I F E. We also love your voicemails. Please leave us a voicemail. That number is 347 871 6548. That number again, 347 871 6LIT. And if you'd like to email us, you can email 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, come join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. And please, 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 if you've been enjoying this show for some amount of time head on over to patreon.com slash 2g1p any amount no matter how small would be so helpful so thank you so much and we'll see you next time bye friends girls one podcast is hosted by lindsey ford and allison goldberg then reassembled using stop motion audio i mean produced and edited by matt silverman in new york city Additional editing by Avital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. I will burn them in front of you.